welcome back to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets here on Mayo Media Network with your host, John Legazer, the big dude with the big mouth of the big apple, baby, big Johnny Stud, and it's Cork Stats. We are back. We're going to be doing something just a little bit different this season, but hey, man, life's all about variety, that spice of life. So we're going to be doing a fantasy show here two times a week. This one's just a little special primer. How about like a little do's and don'ts today? Because... Most drafts have already happened for this upcoming 2023 fantasy season, and it's basically pencils down at this point. So beyond the draft advice, right, now that that's gone, it's not like the work is over. The work is really just beginning. So you follow me up on Twitter, at John Legaze. It'll streamline you to all of my work, and I assure you there is quite a bit of it. Not too many people doing just as much as I'm doing. Man, it's fantasy. It's DFS. It's betting. If you're into all that stuff, again, just follow me. And it is going to be nonstop for the next six months. Cannot wait. Again, the show we'll be doing here on Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets is going to be very similar to what we were doing last year with the fantasy section. So it'll be familiar for all the you know, uh, Cork Stats crew out there that's been rolling along with us so very long. We really do appreciate you. I'm thinking... The first episode of the week will be highlighting standouts. So the Tuesday show we'll be looking at the way we always do. We'll be busting down those advanced statistical leaderboards where, I mean, listen, it's just what it is. Um, the stats can be a little bit difficult to get your hands on, in particular trying to time sort them. And, you know, that's what we stick out, I think, around here with the nuance and the context that you get when you roll with the big dude. You know, we'll be diving in and pairing the most critical advanced stats under our time-sorted lenses, looking for potential breakouts on both the hitting and the pitching side. And then I think the back-end show, of course, we'll always be doing news and notes and stuff like that. That was what I was saying, a quick catch-up. And then I think we'll be looking at ads because that's really where it's at. Remember, even like the best team, when you look at it, the roster, I mean, at the end of the season, it's not even half the players that you drafted most of the time between injuries, trades, if you allow that stuff, and then, you know, just role, skill, health, all these things just, you know, becomes a war of attrition. So follow us all season long. And I think just those two quick hits will be enough to keep you in tune with fantasy. You know, I'm playing high stakes head to head. I'm also playing high stakes roto. I'm going to be in there all year. And again, that really is how you differentiate, right? I've actually found following some of the best players in the world you may not necessarily be impressed with their player analysis. And I'm not taking a swipe at them because, look, player analysis, which I think I'm very good at, hasn't gotten me, you know, to the, you know, NFC promised lands, let's say. So every year we get a new crack. I like to think I'm working hard at getting better at putting together the Roto 5x5 puzzle. And, you know, that's what maybe today will be, right? That's kind of the running theme today is going to be the process of it, right? So now the drafts are done and it's happening. We're just going to do do's and don'ts on both sides of the ball with the new season. Again, you really got to be careful. Well, again, we'll, we'll cover it in the do's and don'ts. So hopefully in a little bit, I'm going to put on a clinic and then ask you for those cartoon thumbs on YouTube because they matter just a lot more than they, a lot more than they should, man. Call me Mr. Cartoon Finger because when, I'll tell you what, you convert, you don't even have to get a lot of views, but you convert them into cartoon fingers and all of a sudden, you know, the analytic machine is doing the thing that it does. So let's get down into the dirt, man. I guess let's start with the do's, right? Let's start with the do-do's. Donnie do on the hitting side, right? So the things we want to do is pay attention. 
the things we want to do, I think, is focus on disciplinary stats, right? Probably, in my opinion at least, the truest skill, right, for a hitter is not chasing, right? The thing that you control is the bat in this swing. Now, granted, you're in control of the contact up to a point, but it's round ball, round bat, very unpredictable, very wonky, right? The things that we talk about all the time. It's not a surprise here. Great hitters are great. But batted ball quality, probably the statistics that get you in trouble the most. Disciplinary stats, for me, the most stable. And I think that's proven, right? They stabilize the fastest. Sorry, everyone's going to have to bear with me. I just, I, me and my son have both been sick for like months and it won't go away. So we want to be paying attention. We want to be reacting without overreacting. Let's put a focus on disciplinary stats at first. So what are we talking about, right? These are your, your strikeouts, your walks. Again, chase rate, something I really like to look at. And then also Z-con or zone contact. You know, when you swing, if it's in the zone, how often are you making contact? Then I like to get into contact quality. People often kind of chase barrel rate first. Eh, barrel rate is great, but I want the underpinnings first. You know, I, we want disciplined approaches that are going to consistently get us to the answer, which is batted ball quality. Guys that can put up a big barrel rate without a high contact rate, which doesn't happen often, but of the batted ball events, a high percentage of those are barreled. There's your barrel rate. So more goes into it than that. And again, why, I mean, I know I'm very analytically driven and I do a lot of stats, but if you're new here, you know, this is what you're going to get are numbers, but the ones that matter. And hopefully in an order that makes them make sense, right? It should just be number, 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 number. It's silly. The numbers should kind of speak to us. And that's why I often talk about players and teams in terms of surface stats, which we just can't ignore, right? Production matters. But then discipline, first and foremost, elevation, and then batted ball quality. So for hitters, we're going to look at first, like we said, K, walk, K minus walk, chase rate, zone contact, right? You can kind of get as robust or simple as you want, right? That's up to you. I tend to think you have to get us a little bit to the stats that I just said, because I think they make a difference. Then into elevation, the next thing we want to be paying attention to is the hitter lifting the ball. Now, again, we do not want to overreact, but elevation rates matter. And I think that's a that might be a don't, maybe for later on. We want to be careful of trying to wish cast things we haven't seen yet, right? Let's leave it at that. But to the things we want to do is pay attention to the elevation basket, keep an eye on ground ball, fly ball rates. And again, these are the things we're going to be doing if you're hanging out with me here. You know, it's going to be a quick hit, but it will be fantasy focused. And again, I really feel like, you know, my goal at least is with our two half an hour sessions or whatever, you're going to really feel up to date and you're going to have all the best ads that we can take to the bank. I may even go back if I get time and hang that because we have that receipt. You know, we were doing ads all year last year. We had every good player. Why? Because we were on the things that matter first, adding those players and then letting it happen. You know, it was it, it was just a, a carnival last year. It was Brandon Drury early on the hitting side, Jake McCarthy later on. I mean, just everybody. Miranda, just everybody that you could have added. You know, anybody, anybody that you could have added. We we're on them first because we're paying attention. And again, that really matters. So hopefully we're tying in. I know I do a lot of talking. Hopefully it's not as much rambling as it is kind of point making and then more so point connecting, right? So after elevation, is it 
on the ground in the air. The right discipline, elevation, and end contact quality. When you hit it, right, with with a high zone contact, right now that we know you're hitting the ball in the zone, is the ball struck well? And I think the things I like to look at are, believe it or not, early on I like to look at expected stats. And I know maybe that's not much of a surprise, but if you follow my work, you know, I often think they mislead people because they're kind of misused, I think. It's not like a luck stat, though I do understand intuitively how you come to that conclusion. I don't think of it in those terms. Because, right, basically expected stats take exit velocity and launch angle. I was going to say um, launch velocity, which I've heard some people use, right, the combination. But is it true, right, that's just what it is. The, the best descriptor of a, of a ball being struck, right, how hard and at what angle. Right, because we know every click above 95 miles an hour is directly related to slugging. We also know that balls lifted in the air do more damage, right? Though they have a lower batting average, right? So a ground ball has a better chance of finding the outfield and getting it on first. Ground balls don't get into the seats for home runs. Fly balls that don't go into the seats are more generally than not. So the reason we got to be careful with saying it's pure luck is... You can hit the ball on the screws, but right at a defender. Now, that's not necessarily good, right? Because it doesn't account for direction. So, it's a combination of all these advanced statistics. So, I like to look at expected boba on contact, right? Could you fit any more in your mouth? But the idea being, or expo bacon, some people use it. The idea, this is purely isolated to contact only, right? You can get an idea of how well the ball is being struck. And whereas... X-Woba accounts for some sprint speed and I think like walks and strikeouts is right. There's just other stuff that go into it. It's not purely isolated. Though these things are very highly correlated. So I'm just talking about myself and the things you'll expect to see here as we hash out the advanced statistics and how to use them. So for hitters, what are the things we want to do? Pay attention. Pay attention to our statistics and the way our baskets speak to us. And then the other thing we don't want to do is overreact, right? The thing that we want to do is something that we don't want to do. So you'll be sometimes like hurry up and do nothing. And I think that's what it is right? with hitting. Allow it to develop, in particular in the front of the draft, right? Which is why we put so much work into our draft. Because once we invest in these players, we don't want to cut them. You should be willing to cut bad players late. You know, even if they were your favorite sleeper guy. You know, you gotta, we got to win now. In particular, H2H, maybe Roto as well, but H2H where those wins really rack up. You want to be churning, in particular, 12-team leagues. This goes across the board, right? So for hitting, this is a good hitting to do, is take advantage of the available replacement value in the wire. It's meaning if you're in a 10-team, you should only be drafting superstars. Like, draft only the riskiest players. I know it sounds crazy. It's not my style. I'm very conservative. I also play 15-team leagues. In my 12-team home league, Tonight, I'll be drafting more risky players. I kept O'Neill Cruz, for example. Not something I would a player I'd generally be into. You want to play for ceiling. If he stinks, you kind of cut him. If he gets hurt, you kind of cut him. Or you put him in an aisle spot. Something you don't get a chance to do in NFPC. But you want to be shooting for the stars because the boring shortstop is going to be available. You could get, you know, enter a boring name here. You know, there's just more shortstops than there are teams. So... There's an available amount of talent. You know, maybe you might end up with like whatever Tovar, the Rockies. Maybe no one's into him, or 
we even know it's just weird. I just just always players. I, I find it weird. I'm strong. I'm struggling so bad to name people just because they're everywhere. Like I, I I struggle with the amount of quality on a twelve team league. So I think that's pretty much our dues for the hitting side. You know, I probably could have looped in the pitching side as well because it's pay attention, right? And then to our baskets, which K walk, chase rate, contact rate, perfect overlap there. Same for elevation, perfect overlap, but in in an inverse, right? We want the our pitchers to keep it down. So our pitchers keeping the ball. Are they getting swings and misses? Are they walking hitters? Are they winning inside the zone, in zone contact rate? Do they keep the ball down, ground ball rate? And then they allow a lot of hard contact. Be careful with using hard contact for pitchers in particular. I think it's a better measure for hitters. You know, I was just kind of degrading it, but more so for pitchers. It's very wonky for pitchers. A pitcher does control contact only up to a certain extent. We're getting into angles, and then we get into the wonkiness and the variance, inherent variance. So the things we want to do, people, in you know, to wrap it real quick, because we'll take a quick break and then come back with all our don'ts. The things we want to do, Pay attention, be confident, allow these things to play out, but we're still doing our work and kind of planning the whole time. You know, I think the best way to, I'm quoting, air quoting, overreact is to make the moves on your bench, right? You shouldn't be dumping starters that you put the time and draft capital into. The starters that you worry about, look at me, right? Let's say I start to worry about O'Neill Cruz, right? You're not dropping him immediately, but you start to look for a replacement shortstop. Be active. And grind. I don't care if you're chasing. Chase the, chase the hottest player. I don't care, right? I don't know, somebody will probably scold me for that, but I really don't care. Because if, if somebody comes out of the box smoking hot, especially in these more shallow leagues, you've got to jump on the talent. Because you want every breakout. Because I think, you know, if you're not first, you're last, Ricky Bobby style. But it's the truth. Nobody remembers second or third place. You've got to play to win. 15-team leagues, it's more of a slow go. And saving that fab means more at the end of the year. I think the competition level is a bit higher right across the 15 teams. So, all right, there's our dues for both sides of the ball. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. And if you're picking up what I'm putting down, you can tell the show is going to be a lot of fun. Although, we are going to be doing more, like, direct fantasy stuff once it starts. Right now, we're just in kind of that weird, you know, dead zone where... um. You know, the drafts are done, but the games haven't happened. So, you know, just to let you know, we're doing some thinking, we're doing some numbers, we're doing some applying. Hopefully all that's going to make you a better player. I don't I don't see how it can't because, you know, I'm working really hard at this. And again, playing at some, playing at high levels is not a boast, right? No one cares. But playing at highly competitive levels that I know now, having stunk, right? Again, I wear my stuff on my sleeve, having stunk at first. It is the grind that gets you there. And I know it's really reflected and I'm always so highly competitive in 12-team leagues because of how competitive I am in a 15-team league. So hopefully you're going to be saying the same thing when we're done. So boom, that'll do it. Do all the fun YouTube stuff, you know, because again, that stuff matters more than it should. We're going to take into the opening day tomorrow. Yes, how exciting. And remember, we'll be here at Mayo Media Net on Tuesday and Friday with this show. Make sure to look for it on YouTube and your favorite podcast provider. We'll be doing statistical breakouts on Tuesday and then like an around league ads at each position. I actually had a pretty cool graphic. We'll bring it back. It's my favorite ad for 10, 12, and 15 team leagues. Like, right, you know, this porridge too cold, this porridge too hot. This one will be just right. And you try and add the highest on the list that you can. I had started doing single ads and whatever. I couldn't appeal to my 15 team people because you the, 
the replacement level, like the value is so low that I was mentioning. All right, let's close this bad boy up strong. And on the the the, the don'ts, which are probably more important than the do's, right? Because especially in the beginning of the season, I think the do's are handled with our analysis and our research. Right, do draft the guys you believe in and then do let it happen. Right. Don't rush your work, end up drafting bad players that'll lead you to overreact. So I think the don't the biggest don't again is that overreacting on the hitter side. Funny how you will see me quote unquote again overreact to pitching. So this one I think I know I kind of brushed past the, the pitching before to do is maybe I, I hope I didn't go too fast but i should have clumped it together because the overlap is so strong right letting it happen believing in the work all that stuff the don't side and to the overreacting man it's funny how i this is something i probably changed i used to just try and let everything be everything comes back to the norm everything is going to regress whatever somebody once was meaning kind of relying on track record and there's something to that but what I have found is it's really split down the line, hitting and pitching, meaning hitting, and this goes in line with my projection style work, if you're familiar. You got to use hitting projections. The samples are there and the correlation is there. It's valid. Also hitting, tangible hitting changes, I think happen a lot less often. Again, with all the samples, changes are so slow is maybe what I should say that when you bake in the variance of the batted ball stuff, everything we've been speaking about, you want to be patient. Now, I'm not saying that you don't want to be patient with pitchers, but I am saying you will see me overreact regardless of the format if we find it in the underlying stats. And that's why I use these things, right? Not to look smart or cool, which I, I don't think they do either, either to be honest. Pitching trajectory, right? Player trajectory on the pitching side, I should say, is so rapidly affected that you have to react to it. And the answer, I think, is in the Savant page. And again, you'll see if you can't follow my work. We're not going to be doing too much of it here, but I'll be doing stuff everywhere. Again, I don't want to promote anywhere else. You follow me on Twitter, you follow me. But I will be covering the more granular stuff that's going to get us to the betting work you know, those answers. And again, it'll come up, the pitchers here, right? Because the pitchers were add will explain why. But it's my handicapping work, right? I'm modeling every single game. We're betting, you know, you got to follow every game, every day. I'm up 20 hours a day doing this stuff for seven months in a row. It's, you know, it's hard. But you also got to be, like, selective. And that's where I think the, right, the don'ts matter so much, right? Don't overreact, except when it's time to overreact. What I'm getting at is... What we now know about like pitch like pitch velocity, that's the easiest one. But now we're able to identify it so fast, along with shape. And now, yeah, this is where we get a little bit into the weeds, and it's okay to rely on me. Like, I'm your boy. You know, Big Johnny's here for you, man. That's, I'm doing the work so you don't have to. Like, that's that's part of it. I know we have a super sharp audience, and people like to get information that helps them learn to make them better. But it doesn't mean, right, you don't need to know how to build an engine to drive the car, Okay. And so sometimes you could just speak to the mechanic about certain things. And that's all I like to look at myself, right? Not the expert, just the mechanic. I happen to work on this one, and it does not going to make me a better driver or player than you are, right? So again, 
be humble, be malleable, but also be confident in the work we do. And I really do believe in this stuff. So before we close out, that's where I want to get with the pitching is the don't probably with pitching. Right, like the, the tangent or the overreaction is don't be afraid to overreact when it comes to pitching. Because had you, like we did last year, right, the first time I really did, you added Kyle Wright and you added Brady Singer and you had like just everybody that was like out there, you know, Spencer Strider. How about that? You know, yeah, you added those players. You crushed last year. We crushed last year. I'm very, very proud of myself. I did very poor in the drafts. Right, evidenced by poor standings. Maybe I didn't manage as well as I could, but either way, again, wearing my losses, L for love, right on my forehead. In like at 50 team leagues, in 12th or worst in every single league. I was openly, overtly depressed. I was talking about it again on the show every day. It is not something I was hiding. Every one of those leagues ended up in the top third, fifth or better. Some of them were qualifiers, so I don't want to say in the money because it was technically their winner take all, but third or better is technically in the money in a 15-team league. And it goes to show you that I was in 14th place in some of these leagues after, and hopefully this is a lesson for people about giving up in fantasy baseball, don't do it. Some people will when football happens. Just don't do it because it changes, right? Second half. The guy that was went bananas in the first half. Maybe these players were good. Maybe he's stuck with them now and he's not going to do the right thing. And he's going to stink. And your guys just were clicking, getting ready to go, and you need to make it happen. So keep doing the work. Keep adding the players. And if you follow us, again, hopefully, I think in just a week, you know, you bookmark the show a week in an hour total, you'll be hip, you know, making all the right ads. Again, that's what's up. So don't be afraid to overreact when you get the green light, you know, from somebody you, you trust in, hopefully like myself. And when the guys that I'm into, right, Reed Detmers last year, Reed Detmers, yeah, baby. Think about, just think about the name you had. Like, I started with Crepola, you know, and ended up with Singer and Wright and Strider and Detmers. And all of a sudden you're like, I have to, these ace pitching staffs because you picked up the right, you know, you picked up the right player. So hopefully I tantalized everybody, earned a like, go down there, press that cartoon finger because it matters more than it should. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. We love you guys as well. I really do appreciate the feedback. I see some of this stuff. I just can't believe it, man. I really do. It really means a lot to me. I work really hard. I think that part's evident, but it really does mean a lot to me. Like, I really do care. If you get up in the comments, I do my best to answer. Same for Twitter, DMs. If you're subscribed to any of my personal stuff, you get personal access. I answer every email. I really do. I try my damnedest. So thanks for picking up what we're putting down here at Cork Stats on Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets here on Mayo Media Net. All the nuanced context you can stomach. And hopefully we'll be bringing you the best fantasy baseball show twice a week, Tuesday and Fridays. Look for video. Look for it audio and if you have your ears open i don't think you'll be able to miss me so i appreciate you all really excited to be back means the world and remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck yo peace